Thank you for listening to this message from the Northgate. So when Jesus comes on the scene and starts recruiting his 12, he's looking for 12 that he knows can stand up against the culture that they're in. And the awesome part is he does not just go find 12 men of the same mindset. He goes finds tax collectors. He goes and finds blue-collar workers. He finds everybody from a different walk of life, a different age, so that when the Reformation comes out of the 12 for the entire culture, they just don't watch hit what they know. Matter of fact, when God calls Paul, what does he call Paul to? He calls Paul to the Gentiles, and he calls Peter to who? Jews. The reason some of us aren't having the impact on family and culture and friends that we want to have on is because we think we're only going to minister to what we know. Maybe God needs a BB to talk to businessmen. And then maybe God needs to take a businessman and send him to the inner city. Because here's what we're talking about right. We're talking about right here. Do you fit in? How many's ever had that question? Raise your hand. Today we end that lie. Today we end that lie. Because why? The perfect atmosphere or place that you fit in is the place with you and God first thing you got to ask yourself is is God there I don't care if it's work I don't care if it's where you live I don't care if it's what you're doing you have to ask yourself this question is Abba Father invited to join you Because we create an atmosphere here on Sunday nights that he's invited. And when he's invited, guess what you feel? Love. There may be times where your lifestyle gets confronted. There may be some times that the way you're living gets confronted. But at the end of the day, when it's all said and done, and we go, are all hearts and minds cleared like C.T. Matthews? What do you feel? You feel loved. And if you don't feel loved, it's because you absolutely refused. To allow love to come to where you were in this atmosphere. You put up walls. There's no shadow he won't light up. Mountain he won't come up to come after me. There ain't no wall he won't kick down. Lie he won't tear down to do what? Come after you. What's the shadow? The shadow is where you're in a crowded room. And you don't feel like you're accepted for who you are. So you go into the shadows of what's going on. You're in a crowded space and you force yourself to be all alone. That while everybody else is high-fiving, hugging, going on, you won't shake anybody's hand. You won't go hug anybody's neck. You won't do what the scripture says to show yourself friendly. You'll literally come into an atmosphere where you're allowed to fit in, but you refuse to fit in because you stay in the shadows. And it's still in the shadows he comes after you. There's no shadow he won't light up. So here's the thing. I've watched... Multiple people in this room at time come into this atmosphere and try to act like you don't fit in. And the radiant light of the love of God is coming so strong that we keep going after Him. Why? Because you're in a room where He's invited. And you'll literally have to get up and walk out of here.
to hide from the love of God. True or not true? Go to the bathroom eight times like your prostate is a mess. You run from it. You're in a shadow. You're hidden behind what light is actually hitting. It's what a shadow is. Light hits something. Instead of you going into the light, you're on the other side of what light is hitting. And God is calling you to the side of the light of his love. The next thing is a mountain. You come in here with circumstances and all kinds of stuff going on. Going, I can't climb up that. I can't climb up that. I can't make it up that. I can't get up that. And what he does is he rips down the deception that with faith, the, the grain of a mustard seed sized faith, all mountains get cast away. So when you're in the right atmosphere, you get away from being alone. You get away. He starts taking all of your excuses away. This is too hard. Here comes love. This is too hard. Here comes love. I'm sick. We pray for you. You get healed. I ain't got no money. This is the north gate. If you come in here with a need for money and leave with a need for money, it's because you were in the shadow. Most giving group of people that is prophetic and discerns, you're going to get what you need. So literally, once you get to the place, the mountains are too big, shadows are going on, what do you do next? You build walls. Won't trust nobody. Won't let anybody in. You're in a full, come on, you're fitting in. What excuses have you made that put walls up that you blame one of us for somebody else that hurts you and once you forgive them, you'll start finding out we really love you. Once you forgive them, you'll really find out how much God loves you. And what does that take you to next? The lie that you bought in that you have no value. So we understand the reckless love of God is the ultimate place to fit in. Now you have to figure out how loved you are by God. And the moment you figure out how loved you are by God, you won't live for moments. Which means you won't live in moments. Which means you come to the unshakable kingdom. Somebody hear me. If you live for moments, what's living for moments? It's putting on goat's hair that people accept you. Watch, you'll do it in this building. You'll do it in your own home. You'll do it at your job. Anything to be accepted. Why? Because that's what we've been indoctrinated with since we were in kindergarten when we put new shoes on and a new shirt and we got to look to impress everybody in the room. And here's what's crazy. You're not going to meet everybody and not everybody's going to like you. Why? Because not everybody was supposed to fit in your sparkle or your square and you keep creating worlds out of momentum, out of moments that aren't foundational in love And that's how you keep getting hurt in relationships. Because they should love you for you. Why? Because God loved you before the foundations of the earth. Before you even knew what your own name was, God loved you. Before he put the color of hair on your head, he loved you. Before the color of your eye was even formed out in the open air, God loved you. Before you knew how tall, short, skinny, whatever. God loved you and somehow you look in the mirror and don't love yourself because you wake up in the mornings and go, I don't fit in. Because any square that I'm putting myself in, any circle, it's got to start with one thing. Do they love me? Whether it's a job, whether it's a church, 
When you wake up, and this is why it's important to have a devotional lifestyle. So I don't have to be accepted of where I'm walking with my feet. I got to know that he loves me first. That's why a couple weeks ago, if Warren was in here, Warren would tell you he was having some interior struggles in here. So the direct answer for me was not to counsel him. I don't do that anymore. And if all people want to do is counsel you, they're not helping you. They're letting you vent about the negativity in your life. And you're like Gideon's family hiding in caves. Not bringing transformation. Quit calling the person on the phone. that Just come on, tell, tell it all to me. Tell it all to me. Why? So they can tell it to somebody else. What you need is somebody to point you in the direction of the place that you fit the most. And that's the presence of God. And so when Warren G. was having some issues a couple weeks back in his interior world. And he calls a spiritual father. The first thing a spiritual father tells him is shut your world down. You own your own company, son. And if you lose a grass cut over you going to pray. There's a better one coming. So he comes in here for two hours. And doesn't leave until he has one thing on his mind. I'm loved. And when he leaves. Answers for the jobs come. Answer for the marriage comes. Everything that he was. Got to get this fixed. It will get fixed in the presence. Because that's where you fit. And when you try to find acceptance in other places. It will only be for a moment. It will only be for a moment. Because I'm asking you what's the long story look like. When you choose to do something. And you choose to hang out with a crowd of people. And you go this is where God. Are you putting on goat skin. So you can fit in and be accepted. And get some sort of blessing. Or is that an assignment. To where you bring global reformation and transformation. Or is it something that begins to influence you. That you don't feel loved anymore. Parents better hear me. Because we're letting our kids put on goat skin. And get in all kinds of places. Trenton went to football for three days. And for three days, you know what he wanted? Affirmation. How do I look? Did you see me? He never says that when he's on the piano. I'm going to throw something. Parents, pay attention to what your kids say. How do I know when Tina's interior world's struggling? How's this look? Amazing. I love her no matter what. No, how's this really look? Amazing. I've listened to Jeff, Jeff Foxworth. I'm not going to say anything else, Justin. <laughs> don't you ever dare. Don't you. Listen to me, man. I'm saving your life. Don't you ever dare say anything. Then you look amazing. Don't even say okay. Oh, oh, I just look okay. Don't, it's amazing. Absolutely phenomenal. But you know what you learn in maturity? So that she feels a part of her own home, her own marriage. Come on, men, hear me what I'm saying. So she feels a part of her own marriage and her own home. Hear me what I'm saying, men. So she feels a part. You then ask the question, how does it make you feel? How does it make you feel? And if I don't feel comfortable in what I'm wearing, then I probably shouldn't wear it. You know what I really just look like? A teenage girl getting around a man of God. Can't pull them shorts down far enough. Can't button that cleavage up. Can't pull that belly shirt down. The scary part is she'll do that around a man of God but not her mom and dad. 
Come on, somebody say, amen, preacher, amen, preacher, amen, preacher. That was a time for every mom in this place to... But you want to put goat skin on her and get her to fit somewhere that's only going to last for a moment. Till she looks better than the other girl. And then she's called a whore. It's your culture you're letting your kids be raised in. I feel like I feel like a boxer. That's why you see me float her. Bibi know what I was doing. Bibi knew what I was doing. My dad knew what I was doing. But I'm Muhammad Ali somebody right now. I'm Muhammad Ali somebody right now, right in the teeth. That's not very godly. It's just how I feel. Why? Why? Because I watched little girls over the weekend that know me as a coach and as a pastor would walk around other boys trying to get their attention. But the moment they would come into the proximity of me and Tina, they would start shrinking and moving. And Because I don't need to love you. I don't need to love you to dress like that. I don't need to love, and neither does he. Look at me, neither does he. Neither does he. Neither does he. This is why you got to teach devotion. This is why you got to teach presence. This is why you got to teach honor. This is why you got to teach it until this. I don't care how much they fight it. I'm, they, listen, you know who I'm really teaching into this room? Not your teenagers, to you parents. I'm teaching the parents right now. I'm teaching you parents right now. I'm teaching you the word of God that we can create a home. That is sustained in love and in honor. Honor towards one another. Honor towards yourself. Honor, honor, honor unlocks doors when you know who you really are and you're not trying to get everybody to like you. You love what you know and you only know what you love. You love what you know. Is God invited into where you don't fit? How would I know what the four corners of love would look like? Put the scriptures up for me, Kevin. This is how you know if God's in it. It's not that there's no mistakes. It's that there's incredible patience. It's that that there is a love that is gentle and watch, consistently kind. We have a culture that has no patience. Watch. Watch, you ready? It's what I saw over the weekend. What'd you say about me? What'd you say? What'd you say about me? What'd you say? What'd you say? What'd you say about me? What'd you say? Why are we worried about what they said? Because you're living your life here. What'd they say? They said you don't fit in. What? They don't love me for me. That's because what you were trying to fit into had no love. That's not just family days. That's your family. People with the same last name. People with the same DNA. What'd you say about me? What'd you say about me? See, as for me and my house, as for me and my house, we'll serve the Lord. That comment was made for everybody in his house and in his tribe. Watch. Love is large and incredibly patient. Love is gentle and consistently kind to all. It refuses to be jealous. This is what you want your world to look like. 
It refuses to be jealous. When blessings come to someone else, when blessings come to someone else, to a coworker, watch, to a spouse. Does that mean walk out on your marriage? No, it means reconstruct everything with love. Reconstruct. How do I reconstruct everything with love? With honor. I told you what the new day looks like in Hebrews 10. Outdo yourselves with generosity and honor. Did not say what you get in return. It said, I'm wanting a new day that is upon me. Because I understand that I am beloved. I understand that I am loved by God. And if I understand I'm not living for moments, then I don't need a moment right now. But I can create a moment for somebody else that they'll realize that it's not a moment, but it's a foundational piece of how I actually live. It's actually not a moment. It's actually how I live. It's actually not a moment. It's actually how I live. Love does not brag about one's achievements nor inflate its own importance. That's what this should look like. Love does not traffic in shame or disrespect nor selfishly seek its own honor. Love is not easily irritated. See, we thought we were making about this church family, my DNA family, but are you easily irritated at home? Because if you're easily irritated at home, then you... And others. Do you watch? Got to get rid of the narcissism. Do because you actually become a gate and a door in Psalms 24. Are you a gate to the kingdom? Or are you a gate to drama? Are you a gate? Do you live for moments? Because some of you are living in the moment right now, and it's awesome. But the moment's going to end. And sometimes the moment ends in a week. Sometimes the moment ends in a month. Sometimes the moment takes five years. Sometimes the moment takes 10 years. Sometimes the moment takes 15 years. Because we're told in the kingdom to think long path, right? So if blessings are long path, then so is cursing. It got quiet. But there is no curse at the cross. Yeah, the only curse is the one you let in. And the only curse comes in from dishonor. By not having, making sure that before corners of my world, the one that I fit into is made with love. And it does not selfishly seek its own honor. Love is not easily irritated or quick to even take offense. Go to verse 6. Love joyfully celebrates honesty. 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 I spoke honest from my heart earlier and irritated some of you. Why? Because we'd rather our kids fit in in a moment because we would rather fit in a moment because somewhere we weren't popular in our story and we weren't the authority in our story and we think the answer for our kids is popularity in a 600 person school that when it's all said and done they may speak to one of those 600. Put on more goat skin. Come on Jacob. If you just get blessed by your dad, there was enough blessing for you, Esau, and Jacob. The problem was that the dad and the mom weren't seen eye to eye to create a place where Jacob fit in. So Jacob thought, if I was like my brother, if I was like my brother, then maybe they'll love me. The problem was what you had on your life, Jacob, wasn't what Esau had on his life. Yeah. 
So in the beginning stages of their relationship, you should have celebrated that your brother was a hard worker and your brother was a hunter. But you were about to be an entrepreneur, Jacob. You were about to become a father to the nation. But it just wasn't in your time. So celebrate what's happening now so that you can celebrate tomorrow. But the only way that happens is if love is invited into your story. Did love make you do it? Did love direct you to do it? Did love charge you to do it? Did love commission you? Did love? This is why Paul comes on the scene in Corinthians and goes, what good is tongues? What good is prophecy? What good is leadership? What good is any spiritual gift without? And so now, if we look on Facebook and some church has any kind of move of God, Are we as the north gate? So when revival hits, so when the river opens up in Streetsboro, what happens if the first part of the river happens in the Catholic Church? Because they might need more love right now than I do. But just because he gives them love doesn't mean he's not going to give me love. Y'all hearing me? Y'all hearing me? Brent's going to tell me to preach. We got to get back to some gym. In the gym, there was feedback. Because if not, the evangelists will just keep hammering it. You get quiet, I'll really hammer it. <laughs> so the next time I preach like anything on like any kind of sin, oh, amen, brother, praise you. I'll go right away. I'll go right away. But you get quiet, I know I got you. You get quiet, I know I got you. I've been doing this a while. I've been doing this a while. Love celebrates honesty and finds no delight in what is wrong. Go to the last verse. This is what my square should look like. Love is a safe place. Imagine if churches heard this message. What does the four walls of your church look like? And do they fit in? I'll throw my shoe, brother. No reformation is happening. Because we're not looking at our home first. And we want something in our church that's not happening in our marriages. That's why inside of the church, we don't care if a man and a man and a woman and a woman get married and run something in the church. Because we're not preaching what's going on in your home. We're more worried about how many people we get in the seats. I'm more worried about your marriage than I am how many people get in this place. Because we can get them in. Any Listen, I can do a backpack to school next week. I am creative. I did that before. We could have hundreds of people here. But what good is any of that once they are invited into your home? Because the two-by-two discipleship is we're supposed to get close in a home atmosphere. And how do you look in your home? Is there a kingdom lifestyle that can deal with the demonic, deal with the dark, deal with the hopelessness, deal with the infirmity? Or our home's not a safe place to shelter. Brother, my home ain't safe right now. What do I do? Honor. Forgive. Honor. I did the whole sweep it all out. Gosh, that was something else. The fire at the Miller Farm. That was something else. That was something else. That was something else. 
Do you know what didn't fix marriages? Going and getting every provocative thing, alcohol, music, CDs, drugs, prescription pills, stuff, stuff. That didn't fix. You know what's going to fix? Honor. Honor will make me remove something out of my marriage. Love for one another and respect will begin to remove things out of my world. When I start creating a culture of honor, of patience, of kindness, of a safe place, for it never stops believing in the best. Because when you don't fit in and they don't fit in, you actually live in a house where you start despising one another and you start going to a church where you despise one another and we say we're bringing the light of love. I'm preaching. You're going to make me hit it. You're going to make me hit it. I'm going to run around and start dumping oil on people. (laughs) Love, this, this, this is the best part right here. Love never takes failure as defeat. If I'm living in this, watch this, in the borough, then I got to watch who I let in. I got to watch what I let in. I got to make sure love is running the show, which means God and Holy Spirit are directing the four walls of what I fit into. How do I know what I'm preaching about is not this church? Because everything I just read on the screen, we provide here. If you don't feel loved while you're in here, it's because you've got something going on in here. You've got something going on in here. You've got something going on in here. And what might be going on in here, watch me, I'm going to run. You'll neglect this love for false loves because you only love what you know. And you only know what you. The greatest testimony of, to my parents and Tina's parents is that when I am in my 80s, I have allowed reformation, reform, to take what is good from them. And them in truthful and love back at us saying, I'm glad you did away with that. I'm glad... I'm glad you did away with that. I'm glad you did away with that. I'm glad you... I can tell you the first thing they could say. I'm glad that you two handle money the way you handle money and not how we handle money. Some of y'all, there's a part to say amen. Some of y'all need to say, I guarantee you have a conversation with my parents and Tina's parents. The way we even treat one another. I'm looking at them. Man, there are some things the way they stay dedicated to each other. Because love never gives up. And Pat and Mike could have gave up, and Pat and Roger could have gave up, but they in we've had preachers look at us and say, You guys should have divorced within the first three years. Every major thing for divorce, you guys had all of it. We were in the top ten. First three years, had kids too early, moved. List goes on. Career changes. 
The arguments, health, every cause of divorce we had. We had. But that thing was built on love. And so now that it's built on love with God first, because of foundational parents that taught us how to love God, taught us how to go after God, there's things that we've learned not to do, but there was a lot of things we learned to do, and we celebrate the things that we learned to do, because why? You love what you know, and you only know what you love, but you're also going to have to allow the gospel to come in and begin to transform you and rewire you, or you'll only live for moments, and you'll have no foundation for the future so we can pass an inheritance off to the next generation. Y'all, y'all tracking with me here? This is about flipping it tonight. This is about flipping. Are you inviting love in? Because love never gives up. What's this got to do with the story of Gideon? Do we have that in the Passion Translation or we don't? We don't. I'm just going to read it. Don't put it up there. I'm just going to read it. And then Mama, I want you to come up here and grab the microphone because you're going to roll with me on this. Because tonight can be a night where our hearts get inflamed with the love of God. Because listen to me, some of you have set up home in a place called strife and contention. And just because you don't show it on your out, see a lot of times we think strife and contention is something that we show on the out or side. It can also become an inverted pride to a place of survival that you think for the sake of your family, marriage and everything else, You'll have no love. Like you literally answer this question all the time. You wake up in the morning and look in the mirror. This is where we got to be honest with ourselves tonight. Do I fit in? Do I fit in? First of all, where you're asking yourself, do I fit in? You have to ask yourself, is love there? So the first thing when I preach a message like this, many of you go like this, do I fit in at the north gate? You got to ask yourself, is God here? If God is here, then what have you allowed to come in and steal from you that when genuine love shows up in the form of the presence of God and He wants to minister to you, do you then reject the transformation that He wants to take you through because you're scared to death to let go of some nets? I confess to you tonight a financial and an identity shift 30 years 30 years, that's not for everybody in here to shift their job. That's not what that's about. Because maybe if you shift some things in your work world, because the question you have to ask is, are you irritated? Are you going to start bringing love? The first thing you have to examine is you. Because first of all, if you know you're loved by God, then the foundational piece is so strong, you literally, you literally push away drama. You literally push it away. And then people start going, how, how's our marriage like that? How, how's our kids like that? How is he not wrestling with this girl? How is he not wrestling with this girl? Because I don't want her to marry what that kind of culture attracts. If I put a chicken liver on a hook and throw it out, somebody's got to be a redneck in here. What am I going to catch? 
catfish, all you rednecks. Only my dad may know this next question. I put a six-inch purple skunk worm. Ooh, see him? Ooh. With, with two orange beads on the top with a little propeller. Papa, what's that going to land me? I make her dress fully clothed. I'm going to catch what I'm looking for. Daddy lets her dress however she wants. I'll have to hold her after she feels raped, disgusted. I'm no idiot. I saw how many kids came out of the woods yesterday. I saw how many kids came out of the woods yesterday. I know what happens in those woods. And if justification starts whispering, nothing. Come on, are you that stupid? You were 13 once. Mama, anytime you want to slap me and preach. So we have a man that should be identified as a great deliverer, a great warrior. But he lives in the tension of no value, insecure. You know why he's insecure? Because he's living his life fitting in a box in a wine press that's being used for sifting wheat. A place that is supposed to be celebration where we create wine. He's shifting the wheat from the chaff. Do you know what that is? What's good and what's not good. He spends his whole life surviving day to day, ripping apart wheat going, am I good? Am I not good? Am I good? Am I not good? Am I good? Am I not good? There's many of you that wake up in the wine press of the Holy Ghost that is called, this is the day the Lord has made. I'm going to rejoice in this day. And you wake up shifting wheat. Am I good? Am I not good? Am I good? Am I not good? Am I good? Am I not good? And you are called that everywhere that my footsteps is blessed, that sounds like a wine press to me. Everything that I touch is supposed to be blessed. But it's not blessed if it's not surrounded by love. And the foundation is love. Go ahead and shut the door for me, Justin. So Gideon, whose name means warrior, who names means deliverer. So what I love about the story of Gideon. Brian Simmons writes this. God wanted to rescue a nation. God wanted to rescue a city. God wanted to rescue a family. God wanted to rescue a generation. But first, he had to rescue a man from his own belief of who he was. I'm going to run. God wants to rescue America. God wants to rescue Streets World. God wants to rescue Ohio. But God is going to have to deal with some Gideons in this room. And the first one is me. The first one is me. Me first. You first. Us first. Come on. Come on, I know what I saw on the road. I know what I saw on the mission field. I know what I'm wired to do. And I'm done allowing this 
be in a place where we just survive week to week. This is not a local church. I'm done worrying about what's good and what's not good. We're not eating from that tree anymore. There's Gideons in this room. Why is there Gideons in this room? Because you know what tribe Gideon came from? Do you know where his family, his DNA is? The tribe of Ephraim and Manasseh. He was the tribe of Joseph. Have we not been called the tribe of Joseph? Have we not been called the tribe? Gideon's story is our story. Not good enough. Can't do this. If I could choke out. If I could reach in your body. And choke out any disbelief of who you are as a man of God. I would grab it with my hands and I would choke the life out of all unbelief of Justin Macunas. I would choke out all unbelief of who the Macoons are. You're done sitting in a home. Is it good enough? Is it not good enough? Is it good? Your house is a house of wine. This house is a house of wine. Who else in this room? You draw. I feel fire in my bones. I feel fire in my bones. I feel fire in my bones. I'm telling you the greatest days of this ministry was not in a hot gym. I'm telling you Gideon is about to ring the bell and the Midianites are going to fall. Who were the Midianites? Who were they? Who were they? I'll tell you. You know what their main name means? Strife and contention. Many of you are being pushed around by strife and contention. When you've been called to come up here. You've been called to live beloved. You've been called to live above the norm. You've been called to lay hands on the sick and watch them recover. You've been called to raise the dead. You've been called to cast out devils. You've been called to expel all darkness of evil. You are to bring hope to the hopeless. You, Northgate, have been called. You've been called. Stop living in what you think you love because deep down inside it makes you feel like you don't fit in. Every time you come in this room, something from out there goes in your ear and you go, that's not home for me. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yes, it is because that will leave you. That will get jealous of you. That will get irritated with you. That will stab you in the back. I'm going to run. I'm going to run. I'm going to run because I'm going to fortify my walls with love because it's going to be ride or die. It's going to be third grade awakening. It's going to be what we were born for. I'm telling you, my walls are going to be fortified with love. My walls are going to be fortified with love. And that's where I fit in. Whoa. Once again, the Israelites did evil in the sight of Yahweh. So Yahweh handed them over to strife and contention. For seven years, I'm going to run. I didn't see that today. It's the seventh year. I said it's the seventh year. I said it's the seventh year. I said it's the seventh year. 
strife and contention in your marriages, in your families, with your kids, with your job, with your business. It's all coming to an end. It's all coming to an end. Why? Because Abba loves you. Abba loves you. Abba chose you. Abba picked you. Pray in the Holy Ghost while I'm preaching. I don't care. I don't care. This place is wild. I handed them over to the Midianites for seven years. The crushing power of strife and contention overwhelmed the North Gate, forcing them, forcing you to hide. Hide who you really are. Do you know where they hid? The Bible says in the desert mountains, in mountains and caves. You're going to see in a minute when the prophet speaks to them. I'm just going to paraphrase it now. I got to read the whole thing. They're hiding in caves because every time, watch, I'm going to throw something. Over the last seven years, every time you sow seed, strife and contention comes and tells you the mountain, he ain't never going to happen. Ain't never going to happen. You sowed seeds at Passover. You sowed seeds. Ain't never going to happen. Ain't never going to happen. Strife and contention comes in in your marriage and your kids and your home. And you sowed a seed. And all of a sudden, that strife and contention comes in and says, you're a failure. You're no good. This ain't going to happen. This ain't going to happen. But seven years. Jubilee. Bryn said it. It's here. And listen. The cry of Ohio is Isaiah 40. That in the desert, the river will spring forth again. The cry of Ohio. They thought our rivers were dry. And our river's about to run wild. The prophet comes to the children of Israel. And he says, stop worshiping the gods, not of, not of the Midianites. Of the Amorites. You know what the gods of the Amorites were? The desert and the mountains. They were worshiping the gods of the desert and the mountain. And the mountain was called Father Mountain. And the desert that your seed would never produce fruit. And you would never have land. Her name was Lady. She was the mother of birthing nothing. Oh, I'm gonna run. That's why you can't give up on God's word over you. I don't care what you start calling home or what you even start believing. There's a seventh year coming to you that is jubilee, that is a completion of strife and contention, having to shut its mouth, and you coming alive in every word that God's ever given you. And I'm telling you, you're not going to live in the place of the desert mountains anymore and hide from who you really are. Why? Because God's going to find a Gideon. God's going to find a Gideon. And when he comes to Gideon, Gideon's not going to believe anything of what God tries to say over him. You know why? 
You know why, Gideon? Because your whole life, your whole life, Gideon, you only love what you know. I love my family. I got to shift to eat here. I love, my family won't eat if I don't separate. I'm not good enough and I'm good enough. If I don't stay here, my family don't eat. I'm never going to reach them. You're never going to reach them if you stay in that wine press and treat it like it's a place of survival. Staying, watch me, staying the way you are. Stop it. Stop what you're in right now. Stop it. And let God speak to Manasseh in you again. Let God speak to your dreams again. Stop dealing with the contention and the strife of the Midianites. And let God call you. Gideon was secretly threshing some wheat on a wine press so that the Midianites would not see him because he was trying to reserve his seed that he couldn't sow. He was more worried about eating his seed than sowing his seed. I'm going to throw some. I'm going to throw some. He was more worried about eating his seed than throwing his seed. Why? Why? Why was he in that impoverished mindset? Because you love what you know and you only know what you love. Some of you, your financial breakthrough is about to happen in the next six months because you're going to stop living paycheck to paycheck and you're going to stop living that I'm not good enough and you're going to stop looking at your budget going, I'm a failure. And God's going to go, mighty man or woman of valor. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, do you remember the encounter I had with you? Do you remember that time you felt like you fit in and you couldn't walk and tears were running down your face and snot was coming and you were shaking under the power of love? I need you to go back there. I need you to go back there. I need you to go back there. Quit trying to fit in somewhere else. You know what I would say for the kids? Go back to the encounters at camp. Stop trying to put goat skin on in a public school and go find that place of presence like camp. Why do you think many of them come in here at 2 o'clock without anybody else but them in here? Because it starts feeling like camp. And it's not camp, it's presence. Come on, man. Somebody hear me. Somebody hear me. Somebody hear me. Yahweh's angel suddenly appeared to Gideon. And said, Yahweh's presence goes with you. Watch this. Goes with you, mighty man of valor. Watch how Brian Simmons translates it. Goes with you, you man of fearless courage. What did Bryn come over and say that I've been lacking? Courage. Because I used to be flat dog wild. I'll throw oil anywhere. I'll pray for anybody. I'll. That's who I am. That's who I am. That's who you are. 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 Some of you don't feel wild and fearless and courageous in the Holy Ghost anymore because you let somebody in your box or you completely left a box and went and tried to fit in another. Ooh. There's an awakening tonight. There's an awakening tonight. There's an awakening on the live stream. There's an awakening. God calls him 
fearless man of courage, Gideon's direct response is what? Me? But sir, Yahweh is truly with us. Why have all of these troubles come to us? If God's with me, he's so used to living in strife and contention. You love what you know. You only know what you know. If God's with us, then why have I been raised to shift wheat in a wine press? Why did I start the business? Why did I marry them? Why do I, why, why, why? God sees him mighty. You know what he starts talking about? Moments. God, if you're with us, next thing he says, well, I love what he says next. He says, if you're with us, I'm just going to read this right here. If you're with us, then why aren't you with us like you were when the Red Sea parted? Why aren't you with us like the walls of Jericho coming down? Why aren't you with us, God, when Marky came back to life? Why aren't you with us when the cancer left Grandma Mills' body? Why aren't you with us, God? Because the next phase, I'm not going to let you do outside of identity anymore. I'm not going to let you enter into everything that you are called to without knowing exactly how loved you are by God. I'm not going to let you unless you two know how much God loves both of you and loves your marriage and loves your legacy and loves who you are. I'm going to let you do it. I'm not going to let you do it. We're going to talk about me and you. Because this is the whole thing. You're going, where do I fit in? Where do you fit in? And he's going, I'm going to tell you right where you fit in with me. With me. And you're going to talk about moments where I was there. But I'm going to talk about me and you. Because the scripture says that in him I live and move and have my being. Listen to me. We're sitting here saying all over the world. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens who? Me. I can do all things where? In Christ. I can do all things in Christ who strengthens me. If you're not doing in the impossible. You know what you got to do to start doing the impossible? Invite. Love. Into what you think you're failing. I'm going to run. I didn't tell anybody to quit on what you're doing. I told you to invite love in it. I told you to take Corinthians and put Corinthians all over it. Put love all over it. This relationship ain't working. Then you got to invite God into it. This company ain't working. Then have you invited love into it? Have you invited biblical, sound, doctrinal, triune, the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, love, loving, love, loving, love, and love, into everything that you're doing in life? And when you do it, you won't be stopped. Oh, man. Oh, some of you, I can see it in your eyes. You're going, it's going to change tomorrow. It's going, it's going to change in about 10 minutes. It's going to change in about 10 minutes. Because it's already changing now. Because I made an announcement that I can't turn back on. I told my apostle. I told my brothers. I told all you. I told my wife. If I back out here, then I'm telling everybody in this room, don't follow me anymore. Because where I'm going, I'm about to choke the life out of strife and contention. 
Gideon is about to come out of the wine press. Everything I've been dreaming about, I'm ready to come out. And listen, don't act like you arrived there before I did. Don't, 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 don't. Some of you need to go through that eye of the needle. What's the eye of the needle? Letting go of what you think you love. Letting go of what you think is good for your kids. Letting go of what you think you're supposed to raise them in. Whoa, somebody hear me tonight. Somebody hear me tonight. Yahweh faced Gideon directly and said, Am I not sending you? Who's going to fix all this mess? You? You? This ain't Jimmy Lovejoy coming out party. This is a Northgate coming out party. I'm done people wondering if this is a church or not. I'm going to get a sign that said, this is a church and a family. Maybe I'll get on there, this is a house of worship, and this is not a church, this is a family. That's a little bit better. Man, hear me, hear me, hear me. Hear me, hear me, hear me. But has has not Yahweh abandoned us? Put us under the power of strife and contention. Then Yahweh himself faced Gideon directly and said, I am not sending you. Am I not sending you? Am I not telling you to make these changes? With my presence, you have all you need. Go in the strength that you now have and rescue Israel. Watch. Rescue your family. Rescue your city. Rescue your marriage. Rescue your company. How did he say go do it? In the presence. How do you know you're in the presence? You fit in and all four walls are surrounded by love and he's in the middle of it because you invited him in. If I can't invite him in it, I don't want it. If I can't invite him in, I don't want it. Because even what's wrong inside of it, once I invite him in, he'll fix what's wrong. And he'll remove what's not supposed to be there. My God. He'll remove what's not supposed to be there. Man. Man, 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 man. God tells him I'm sending you. God tells him my presence is with you. He's talking to God. Gideon said to him, but Lord, how could I ever rescue those that I love? All of the thousands Of the tribe of Ephraim and Manasseh. My family is weak. My lineage is weak. My legacy is weak. And I am the least qualified of my family. Me of all. I could give you a thousand other names. I could, you sitting in this room could go, I could tell you a thousand other people for Northern Ohio. I could tell you a thousand other churches. Good thing we're not a church. So quit telling me about a church. This is a movement. Stop making it a local church. Am I discrediting the local church? I am not. But you better get ready for weekends to be shut down here. 
Because we all went somewhere else. We all went somewhere else together. And roll up 60 deep like it's Alabama. We're going to start rolling to other cities and churches like we rolled a mobile. Like we rolled a Uncle Brad's. We're going to do that in Baptist churches and Lutheran churches. And you're going to go in and lay, we're going to quit playing this game of false liberty. This thing is so real once Gideon gets out. You're going to need a gathering center the size of a grocery store in Streetsboro and Ravenna. You better get real with it, man. You don't need no church. We're all the church. Let's get over that. He needs a gathering place where actually the church can gather. Where kids can gather. What happens when I take these kids with me? What happened when the phone call actually, Bill Cutright is, I'm coming back to Ohio, but I'm leaving Caden for two more weeks. Because weren't you 8, 9, 10, 11, and we'd lay hands on you and begin to, isn't that what Timothy said? Timothy said this, don't neglect the gifts that the elders prophesied over you when they laid hands on you. The King James Version says, don't despise your youth. Ah. Gideon says, I'm the weakest. Yahweh replies, my presence, my power will be with you. Believe me, Gideon, you will crush the Midianites as easily as if they were one man. Then Gideon said, If it's really true that you will go with me, that I have found grace in your eyes, then show me a miracle sign to prove that you are really Yahweh speaking with me. Don't leave me until I return with an offering. And God said, Now check this out. The man who was more worried about preserving seed is now ready to sow seed. When you let God start dealing with your identity, you'll start walking in a level of generosity that you'll say, God's with me. I'm ready to shift everything for my family and the whole next generation. We're almost here where I'm about to hand this over to Mama Tina where she highlighted everything on the planet. He answered, I'll wait for you to return. What if tonight's your return night? What if tonight's your return night to where you burn the hottest? It's all over you. You want to return to the days of burning intercession. The days where nothing was impossible. Come on. Come on. You want to return back into that box where you fit. Were you burned with wild love for passion of Jesus? Man, 
So Gideon went and he cooked a young goat and many loaves of unleavened bread. He placed the meat in a basket and the broth in a pot and he offered his offering to the Lord. God's angel said to Gideon, place the meat and the bread on the rock and pour the broth over them. And Gideon did so. And Yahweh's angel reached out his staff as he was holding, he touched the meat and the bread. And all at once, a supernatural fire sprang up over his offering. Some of you are about to get fired tonight. Your offering is going to mean something more than a tithe. You know why? Because I don't care how much money's in the church account. I'm taking these kids to Alabama next weekend. Come on. Yahweh spoke to him and he said, be at peace. Don't be afraid anymore. You will not die. So Gideon built an altar to Yahweh there and named it. He named it Yahweh, there is peace. The altar still stands there in Oprah today, which belongs to the clan of the family. That night, Yahweh spoke to Gideon and said, Take your father's altar. Take your father's altar and tear it down. Take your father's altar that shoved you in a wine press to shift wheat. And stop loving what you know and only knowing what you love and shift the way you think tonight. Why? Because if he doesn't shift the way he thinks, when he starts choosing who's going to win the battle with him, he'll slip up and reconnect to a familiar spirit of fear. 32,000 men are chosen. 32,000. 22 of them jump ship immediately. 22,000 men, well, you know what they jump ship over? Obligation and fear. Religion, this is what we're supposed to do. Those people that, you know what was really going on? Those that were the way Gideon used to be. God said, I need to remove everybody that thinks the way you used to think. Some of you are holding on to some false obligations. That's why you're still in strife and contention. I'm going to throw some. I'm going to throw some. I'm going to throw, it's too familiar. You need to get rid of some familiar. Get around a Gideon named Damon Thompson. Tell me if he thinks the way you were raised. Get around a Damon. Get around an Aaron Smith. Get around a Mark Kesto. You better look at me. I dare you to get a little closer to me. And this is not trying to be my buddy. This is let's stop falling in love with a Portage County way of doing stuff. Because one day on the front page of the Record Courier, it's going to say the Northgate bought Legacy Plaza. And there ain't one hillbilly from this area that's going to believe that Jimmy Lovejoy in the Northgate owns millions of dollars of property because God gave it to us. 
But look at me. 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 They also don't believe in this. Reformation of the culture. I'm done feeding it. I'm done feeding it. I said I'm done feeding it. I said I'm done feeding it. And I'm done preaching a comfortable message that would allow anybody in this room to feed the culture. I'll meet you in an altar somewhere. I'll meet you in an altar somewhere. may not be today, but I'll meet you in an altar. You can run, you can hide, but there ain't no shadow he won't light up. Mountain he won't come. Come after me. Who was the next that he got rid of because he was only allowed to take 300? Another 10,000 got to go. Another 10,000 got to go. Who's going this time? Those that couldn't scoop water while they're walking with the man of God and sip and keep an eye on where he's going. I'm going to throw this out. Those that did not want to go where Gideon was going. They did not want to keep a fast eye and keep close proximity to Gideon. Those that got down, buried their face in independence and selfishness and were worried about, I'm going to die of thirst. I'm going to die of thirst. Don't you remember? We get water from a rock. The Bible says those that put their face in the creek and lapped like dogs. They were removed from the finish line. But watch this. Do you know what that would mean for this house? You just won't be there when we cut the ribbon. But BB will high five you when you come through the door. (laughs) Some of you that just made mad. Big Mike will wrap his arms around. My dad will wrap his arms around you. When you come through the middle. Armin will be up there playing the keyboard. Some people in this room aren't going anywhere. Because we're not afraid of what we're about to face. And we're going to realize that my my actions affect other people. And anybody in you. Come on. If I had my square up here. If anybody who challenges your wholeness and can't exchange. What's the real exchange? Love. Watch how important this is that your first square be your family. Watch the revelation Mama T is going to say that the first thing this has to hit is not the north gate, but the four walls of your house. So when when Yahweh speaks to Gideon in the wine press and tells him, take your father's bull and second bull and seven years old and go and demolish your father's altar to Baal. That was his first commission. Brian Simmons says Gideon's first commission began at home. Gideon first had to tear down the altar of Baal, breaking the stronghold of his family before he could break the stronghold of a nation. And then the scripture says, And cut down the tree of the goddess Asherah, which is beside it, and in their place on on top of the stronghold, build a well-constructed altar to Yahweh your God. Because it's not enough to just tear down altars, but then you have to build to Yahweh. And that's where we got stuck in the gym sometimes. We consecrated and tore down. But we didn't build up. Come on. So it's one thing to break a curse to your family, but then what good thing are you starting? Yes. To the Father. Because a lot of us, even in in the the age of rest and peace that we've been called into, a lot of us gave up things that felt like striving, but in their place you put other things. Yeah. Not things to Yahweh, just other things. So now when we're building up altars to Yahweh again, these kids are in here praying and we're dedicating this time to the Lord and asking it of you and asking you to come in throughout the week and pray just 15 minutes, whatever you can get, because you filled it with things instead of things to Yahweh. 
you feel tired. Yep. So you feel yep. like we're asking you to come out of that age of rest. That's not it. You will be fully in rest when it's the things to Yahweh. So it goes on a little bit later in verse 28. When the people of the town got up early the next morning, they found the altar to Baal and the symbol of Asherah cut down, and the second bull burned on the new altar that Gideon had built there. And they asked each other, who did this? After investigating thoroughly, this concluded that the, this was the work of Gideon, son of Joash. So enraged, the city demanded of Joash, bring your son out here so we can kill him. He tore down our altar to Baal and chopped down the Asherah tree beside it. But Joash, Gideon's dad, said to all of those who confronted him, does Baal need you to fight his battles? Are you really going to rescue Baal? I'll kill anyone who stands up for Baal before morning. And if Baal is God, let him fight his own battles and defend his own altar. So from then on, Gideon's nickname from the city became Jerubael, which means Baal fighter. So his father, who these are his idols, Baal was the idol of his father, Joash. But when they come after his son, he so longed more for legacy than his own his own life, his own idols, that he said, do you really need to go, do you need to fight for Baal? If he's really real, go after him, but I'm sticking with my son. Yeah. And so the whole city starts calling him Jerubal and prophesying over him Baal fighter, but they think it's hurting his feelings. But they're prophesying over him that he's a Baal fighter. And it made me think of the conversation, I know he shared this here several times, that Talani had with the boy at the school. And he said, I hate Jimmy Lovejoy. Well, why do you hate Jimmy Lovejoy? Because he's going he's gonna to take over this whole city. Thank you. We're a bail yeah. fighting yeah. company. Yeah. So they can yeah. prophesy it all they want because we will tear down the, the idols of our fathers. And this, this move that the father of this house made today to step down from football, when, when he did that earlier as we were here praying, we, we were talking, he, Big Mike, and I, a bail that we have to fight in our region is that it takes athletics to make a man. Yeah. So we're tearing down that idol of this region by that move that he made. And we're not just tearing it down. We're going to set up an altar to Yahweh. And these youth are going to be on fire. And Legacy Academy, they're going to be poured into day in and day out. And y'all better buckle your seatbelts because these kids, wow, y'all don't believe it. These kids are about to be on fire like we've never seen. Can you imagine what you would do if you got the time that they're going to get to be in here and be poured into? Could you imagine what you would have done if at their age you got that opportunity? Because opportunity for them is not any longer nowhere. It's now here. Do you understand what it looks like for 15 kids that their education is now the kingdom? I'm not worried about them graduating high school. I mean, come on, let's get real, everybody in the room. Who's really looked at your high school diploma? B.B. owns his own company. B.B., did you graduate high school? No. What is about to happen in 15 kids? Am I discrediting high school diplomas? I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. 
Some people need them. Some people need to go to college. Some of these kids will go to college. But I believe what we're about to enter into and the success that they're about to walk into in the kingdom, it is going to cause an uprising in this city. That in the years to come, they're going to be like, how, who, what, what in the world? Does that, and we are going to support that public school. Don't listen, hear me. We are going to support that public school. That's, this is not knock the public school. We're going to support public school. Because I believe at some point, reformation for the public school has to start somewhere. And us just having a little dabble do them on a youth night and then say, go change the public school. What happens when they're immersed? Every day, beloved, I did. And then watch this. Watch this. Are you ready for this? We're not talking about weekly. We're talking about they get to go to Mobile as much as they want. They get to travel with me and Tina as much as they want. So when these kids are out on the road and they start laying hands on the sick, they're going to be now in their Walmart in Streetsboro and somebody's going to have a heart attack and Chloe Cutright's going to lay her hand right on their chest. These signs shall follow them that believe. They lay hands on the sick and they recover. They cast out devils. They raise the dead. Jesus, when he sends them two by two, sends them to expel demons, heal all infirmities, and bring the message of the kingdom. What happens when a legacy academy in Ohio starts flipping a city and one in Covington and one in Crestview and one in Summersville and one in Mobile and one in Albury? And we're not the only ones. I know Bethel's doing some damage out there in Reading. And I know Kansas City's doing some damage. And then God takes a, a man like Mike Vipperman and makes him like the head of the FCA in Missouri. You have one choice. And it's what I said at the beginning of this year. Put your shoes on. Because this is the least we're going to do. This is the smallest this is ever going to be. And it's time to get your running shoes on. And I turned 45 in six months. Watch this. Unchained. From an obligation. That I've been doing for 30 years. Because my character. Has caught the calling on my life. And all I'm asking you to do is get out of your cave. Get out of your cave. I'm asking you to actually come out of some places that for a moment you felt that was right, and you're sitting in this room going, I've got to make this change. Tonight, I've got to make this change tonight. There's some of you in this room that you have to make a change. Tonight. Thank you for listening to this message from the Northgate. If you would like to donate to this ministry, please go to www.thenorthgateoh.com and click on the link at the bottom of the homepage.